On paper, Marshall Erickson is the perfect man, but is he really? Marshall gets to be the moral center of How I Met Your Mother. Part of his moral superiority stems from the fact that he's been with Lily for his entire adult life, and as a doting boyfriend, husband, and father. Lily's a part of who I am. Something that insulates him from the many horrible and manipulative dating decisions made by Barney and Ted. In fact, he calls out his more immature friends for their transgressions. He's committed to being a good husband, father, and he wants to improve the world. And if economic sanctions and trade restrictions aren't enforced, the destruction of the rainforest will continue and over a million species will be wiped out. Say so you don't want coffee? But upon further inspection, Marshall seems to be just as self-serving and morally limited as the rest of the cast. And he displays How I Met Your Mother's inherently limited moral outlook that being a good person basically means being a supportive friend. Here's our take on how How I Met Your Mother's nicest guy, Marshall, reveals the show's underlying philosophy. Of all the characters on How I Met Your Mother, Marshall is consistently depicted as the most ethical and the one most committed to being a good person. Javier, Marcello, <laughs> Suzanne. Hey, dang, let me help you with that. And on this very relationships-focused show, being a good person is largely determined by who you are as a friend and partner. Most centrally, he's the token good guy of the three male leads. Marshall frequently acts as a moral check on Ted and Barney, reminding them that it is, in fact, possible to go too far in their pursuit of serial conquests. You kissed a married woman, Ted. You committed credit card fraud. You kissed a married woman! Marshall gets a lot of high ground in his group and likability points from the audience through his being in a long-term committed monogamous partnership. Lily is also the more dominant person in their relationship, something that gets established in the pilot and that the series frequently uses for comedy. Hit me? Please! This guy can barely even spank me in bed for fun. These jokes establish Marshall as being non-threatening, even though Jason Siegel is much taller and bigger than Allison Hannigan. Even his brief breakup with Lily makes Marshall seem sympathetic, and like the quote-unquote weaker partner, instead of the cliché of the man avoiding commitment, she is the one who leaves him. Well, she left, and... I don't even know if she's coming back. This contrast applies to their respective values, too. While Lily's idea of justice generally involves deciding that she knows what's best for people around her and manipulating them accordingly, Marshall prides himself on believing in people and assuming the best of even those who have hurt him. Marshall, you love everything and everyone. It's, it's what I love about you, but it's also why your stamps are total crap. However, Marshall is consistently faced with choosing between the greater good and his family. Though Marshall generally wants to make the world a better place, Marshall more specifically believes in the family-first mentality, something he got from his own large, tight-knit Minnesota family. My dad was my hero, and he was my teacher, and he was my best friend. This view is so entrenched, he forces it on Lily's relationship with her estranged father, Mickey, despite how poorly Mickey treated his daughter. Lily, he's family, okay, and I'm sorry, but you just don't cut off family. Marshall has a highly traditional idea of family, while Lily is more adventurous and open about being attracted to other people, including other women. Marshall is disgusted by even the idea of sleeping with anyone else. Lily, Jerry needs to learn that other lifestyles are just as fulfilling as monogamy, so now you and Marshall are in an open marriage. Gross! Marshall's love for family above all is presented as a great virtue, but it's also his ethical downfall, and the thing that makes him, and the show, ultimately limited in their morality. 
Marshall tries to maintain the moral high ground throughout the series, but what defines his ethical standards? And what happens when he is forced to choose between his traditional family values and serving the greater good? Though he's repeatedly depicted as an idealistic crusader who wants to protect the environment, he winds up in a series of corporate law jobs which break his spirit and cause him to work for the exact opposite of his ideals. I became a lawyer to save the environment, and now I'm working for the bad guys instead. Why would Marshall spend years undermining everything he says he believes, you may ask? Well, this is a classic moral dilemma. He wants to make enough money to support his family. This is a job for me, Barney. It's a way to make some extra wedding money, and that's it. Marshall constantly has to pick between his moral obligation to his family and his moral obligation to the world. This causes him a lot of cognitive dissonance, where he feels in order to fulfill his duty in one area of his life, he must compromise the other. Often, Marshall describes his corporate work as being empty. I have to go. I have a big, meaningless stack of paperwork that I have to get off my desk to make room for tomorrow's big, meaningless stack of paperwork. But it would be one thing for his work to be simply meaningless. Instead, it's actively harmful. He helps the people that work to destroy the environment to make money for himself and his loved ones, which is ultimately very selfish. I know that you would have been okay if we were poor and I was trying to save the world. The real question is, is there truly such a harsh binary as Marshall imagines, where keeping your family alive requires sacrificing your whole belief system? But will you still be okay if I make a lot of money and I spend all of it spoiling you and our kids? Does he actually value the environment as much as he says he does, or was that just something that sounded good when he was young? That was a great dream, but we have a mortgage and we're trying to have kids. We're grown-ups now, Lily. Even when he's quitting one of his soul-sucking jobs, Marshall's main concern is telling Lily about the threat to their livelihood. How am I supposed to tell the person who I love more than anything in this world that I've just thrown away our future? Though Marshall eventually manages to find work at an environmental law firm, it's for far less time than he spends in corporate law. So at least in his law career before becoming a judge, he has done more damage than good. Over the course of the series, we realize what is really important to Marshall, his own friends and family, at the expense of what he claims to value regarding the greater good. Consider the moment when Ted, struggling personally and professionally, pitches to design a new headquarters for Goliath National Bank, only to have Barney give the job to a rival architectural firm. Marshall tells Barney he's doing the wrong thing by picking a different design. How could you do this to Ted? After everything he's been through with Stella, you're, you're just being selfish. To Marshall, picking your friend over a better qualified stranger is the right thing to do. But this is simply nepotism. Before Marshall intervenes, Barney is actually doing his job. He might have bad taste, but he's choosing the design he genuinely thinks is best. Marshall, this isn't about my office. Ted's building was good, Sven's was better. And I am not gonna let the fact that I am Ted's best friend be a factor in business. If we step back, most of us would likely say Barney initially did the right thing, but in Marshall's telling, the right thing is the one that helps the people closest to you, even if it bends or breaks larger moral rules like fairness in the process. There are repercussions to screwing over a friend. And in keeping with the series' overall message, the episode ultimately lands on Barney realizing that moral compass Marshall is right. Look, Ted, your design was the best, and you deserve it. All this raises the question, how moral is Marshall, and by what standards do we judge him? Even when Marshall does take action to do the right thing, it often feels somewhat self-serving. He fantasizes about the glory of having saved the planet again through family, imagining impressing his future son. One good deed leads to another and another. 
Man, you're wise. Marshall's sentimental need to feel good about doing good things can make him naive and overly trusting, open to be taken advantage of. This is seen in his relationship with his law school friend Brad, who pretends to be down on his luck in order to gain access to Marshall's law office. I heard about the job opening at Honeywell and Coots and knew that if I hung out in front of your office and pretended to be down on my luck, you'd take pity on me and get me an interview. Instead of being fired, Marshall is ultimately rewarded for this. He narrowly X out a win in the case, though only for $1,000 more than his firm had originally been offered in a settlement. It's a personal victory for Marshall, but the other lawyers at his firm could have worked on other cases and done much more important work. This disappointment eventually leads to Marshall's decision to become a judge, so he can impose his ideas on environment-related cases. Not only would he have more power in such a position, but he feels the amount of good he can do will outweigh the bad of his previous work-related decisions. There's people like you, people with hope and vision and integ that should be behind that bench making the calls. And that's when I realized I wanted to be a judge. As a judge, Marshall claims the authority to make decisions on behalf of other people. But as we've seen, his own judgment isn't always the most objective. Marshall routinely puts personal relationships above the greater issues, as we see in this very episode. Though his co-worker Brad lied to Marshall and worked in support of the polluters he supposedly hates, it only takes one brunch invitation for Marshall to accept Brad's apology. Would you object to an 11.15 brunch resi for two tomorrow at the popover pantry? I'll allow it. In this respect, Marshall's appeal for the audience is a lot like Barney's. He might behave badly in his outside life, but as long as he treats his close friends in a generally kind and supportive way, we can forgive him and continue to watch the show. In fact, what Marshall learns from his trial is the same thing Barney learns when he starts working at GMB in the first place. The best way to get what you want is to go where power is. Son, yes, Gruber Pharmaceuticals probably polluted that lake. But I'm not going to ruin an important company just because they gave some bird a rash. Overall, Marshall seems to try to do what's right as long as it doesn't cause any problems for himself, his family, or his friends, which makes him no fundamentally better than any of the other characters. While they may be frustrating at times, Marshall's inconsistencies make him human, and a flawed character that we love to watch. He operates on a plane of hope that all will be well as long as you have faith. Faith is what gives life shape and meaning. I mean, if there aren't yetis and leprechauns, what's the point of even getting up in the morning? Perhaps what leads everyone around him and the viewers to see him as a moral center is that Marshall believes he's doing the right thing at any given moment. Marshall has to believe in his pebble theory, that one win or small victory can cause other good outcomes, and maybe somehow make up for the rest of what he's done with his life. And the series frame narrative of Ted talking to his kids in the future proves Marshall right, even saying that his law firm somehow reversed climate change. We're gonna save the planet. And kids, as we now know, they did. By the end of the series, we've spent enough time with Marshall and are sufficiently invested in his relationships that we want him to overcome any obstacle by simply being a nice guy. And it's through Marshall's character that we get How I Met Your Mother's ethical map. For better or worse, ultimately the show tells us that being good to your loved ones is the most concrete and realistic route to being a relatively moral person and living a fulfilled life. That's The Take. Click here to watch a video we think you'll love or here to check out a whole playlist of awesome content. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications.